Hi, I'm Tony Fair, founder of Victorian Grooming Company. Is your beard feeling dry or the skin underneath itchy? Maybe you'd rather soften and tame your beard instead. Our classic collection of beard oils, balms, and soaps will leave your beard looking, feeling, and smelling amazing. And if you prefer shaving, our pre-shave oils and shave soaps will give you a smooth and razor burn free shave. Handmade in Edmonton with natural ingredients, visit victoriangrooming.com. Hi guys, Craig here. Welcome to another edition of the podcast, Tell Craig Your Story. This is part two of my conversation with the ladies from the Silk Room in Shanghai, the burlesque performers, on Tell Craig Your Story podcast. Now is it purely just expats or is it... The Chinese community as well? Uh, it's in the audience. Uh, well, both, and performing as well, being a part of the Silk Room. Through the audience members from watching the shows, they've then mm. come on to perform yeah. right. or mm-hmm. come into the classes. Yeah. Do you think that's a struggle because, like, uh, the whole censorship in, mm. in China? Mm. Do you think, you know, oh, what if my parents, you know... Yeah, I, I won't do the burlesque because I want to do it, but I don't know. My parents will get angry, or you know. It's not just parents. So there have been some girls that have performed it. The they've brought up in in our WeChat groups, um, asking what our partners thought of it. Those um, and oh, my boyfriend says he doesn't want me to perform because of this, and oh, my boyfriend won't let me perform. Mm. Um, so they've pulled out of shows because of that. So it's not mm. just parents, whereas my yeah. husband's like, yeah, you get up there, you, you do go, that. Go. <laughs> he's there cheering, he's our general lackey. He's, but that's so he, cool, by the way, yeah. someone to... Yeah. Absolutely. So it's not just parents, and mm. or it's, oh my gosh, my, my colleague's going to be there, yeah. or my colleague can't see me, or my boss can't see me. And mm. Yeah. Well, there, there is some considerations, like, depending on situation, like, it's... I was also be lying if I said it's not because that's just how we are raised. Like we're from yeah. more like straight mm-hmm. families, but my parents still didn't know what am I doing. So I slowly mm. show them more pictures of the show where I'm still very dressed. 
to yeah. show them I'm on yeah. stage I'm happy show them the beginning not the end yes <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time burlesque you don't ever have to strip yeah, to tassels or pasties or g-string. My mum makes my tassels. Yeah. <laughs> <Come on. laughs> no, I think my first yeah. solo, I did not take off one piece of clothing. No, no I just you I don't tied up to. my teddy you don't bear. Have to. <laughs> it's the art of illusion and tea. Yeah. Yes, so my mum helps with the costumes, and she's like, "Well, how are you going to take this one off? And what are we going to do here? And you need to do this." So I, my mum's my costume designer, but she's moved back to Australia now. So I'm like. How am I going to do this by myself? <laughs> but yeah, you talk, it's funny because you talk about like stripping, but like if if we're talking about historical influences, like in the Victorian era, um, when they started to wear flesh colored tights. Showing your ankles. <gasps> and it was at the, <laughs> the blonde, the British blondes with, um, back in like 19th century where they started to wear flesh colored tights and people were like, oh my God, that's that's I want retro. to do a routine where I just show yeah, my ankles just the ankles <laughs> yeah or your knees in the 1920s so like again it's subjective when you talk about teasing and stripping you don't have to ever get down to tassels so yeah. the girls a lot of girls that do the classes um will not ever yeah. get down to tassels and when I just started, I thought Shanghai is a good place because in China, there's already censorship. So I feel like if my parents found out, they know I'm censored. So they know I'm not like... Also, it's approved by the government, so yeah. it's okay. So it's healthy. But yes, it's it's very liberating in a way. Like at the end, you know, and all this all the Chinese girls seeing it, you know, they feel like, oh, it's actually fine. Like, because we also, a lot of us tend to overthink too much. Like when I was just starting, I was definitely overthinking it. My first show, I was actually putting more clothes on at the end than the beginning. Just to feel like, okay. <laughs> but the thing is, like, too, I guess we have to be careful. Like, we we get around the censorship, you yeah. know, yes. because it's a private show and it's only friends and family. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, now, with the Silk Room, do you have performances there or is it just at the pool or do you have other no, venues? No, basically, the Pearl is our main venue. Yeah. Right. We've done, we have other, we have done other um mini shows um we've done sort of shows elsewhere but the showcases for the silk room is the pearl the pearl is basically yeah, so we're home. not totally risque we have done fundraisers for the the make a wish foundation yes mm-hmm. that's so cool. um, yeah so we like do charity couple, events because we do like yeah because charleston is like we get into our 1920s gatsby sort of flapper girl we also use props like the silk fans mm-hmm. so yeah mm-hmm. we're so not all about assholes and Family, families can come to. Um, I've performed one of my solos at CrossFit. So it was yeah, a, right. our CrossFit birthday party. And so I performed and my children have been involved in those. So they're family friendly. Like I've changed, you can change them around to be family friendly as well. So they're not all risque and here are my boobs. We, <laughs> we can dance and perform. Bring your children along. Yeah. It's all good. <laughs> and not to the pearl though. Pearl is 18 and yeah. yeah, that's true. <laughs> Do you think your kids will... My daughter has asked if mom. she can... Um, <laughs> if she can... If she and I can perform it... <laughs> oh, perform on stage together. I'm like, no. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> but when I'm 18, I'm like, no. Nope. And I said, and you can't tell your pet, You can't tell anyone at school what I do. And I've, I've always been worried when I've gone to the dressmaker. And they're, they're always coming along. So my daughter is 11 and my son's 8. And... They've watched, they've come to rehearsals, so I won't let them come to see the shows, even though I don't think they're, they're not, I won't say, 
they're not bad. The shows are all awesome, but not always suitable for children. Um, but I let them come to the to our rehearsal, so they see a lot of it, and it does excite both my children, and they they think it's really cool what I do. But no, I don't want to dance with my daughter. <laughs> never say never. Never say never, but right now it's never. <laughs> I do think it's a good way to to introduce children or to show them how to appreciate or respect your own body or like Absolutely. allow yes. them to understand you know comes there's in like, all shapes and sizes yeah yeah and my son like has covered his eyes a couple of times and my daughter did get scared of a blow up penis because <laughs> <laughs> she just had the conversation with my husband it was <laughs> it was a, the birds and the bees it was a and then she sees this giant blow up penis she had this sex conversation and then she's coming scarred for life and saw a giant blow up penis she's like mama is that really how big it is <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> so they, their eyes are opened when they come to rehearsals <laughs> and they are supportive and they do think it's really cool <laughs> they're educated yeah that's all yeah. we can wish. Well, what about your, your family, Ruby? Do they sort of support sort of what, what, what you're... So my, my dad actually always really, really loved the Moulin Rouge. Like right. every New Year's in Belgium on the TV, they, at midnight they would, they would broadcast the Moulin Rouge show and like he always wanted to watch. <clears throat> so I kind of like, and I, I knew that when my parents were going to Paris, they would go and um, so... Yeah, I did see all that, you know, like all the feathers and the glitter and, the, you know, like it, it looks super glamorous. And also now my parents, they know. Um, I also, I do show them snippets. Um, I often also not the end part. <laughs> I've never shown my dad any of my routines. Oh, really? <laughs> my mom, absolutely. My sister, yes. My brother and my dad, hell no. Not a chance. Right. And what about your, your parents? Um... My parents are very open-minded. I actually don't think my dad actually even knows what I do or understands. Right. He's like an Irish. He's like, oh, bless. That sounds great. You look lovely. Like, like, that's it. That's it. My mom, the before photo. my mom has seen shows back in Dublin when I was performing in Dublin. Um, loves it. She's has a background. She That's what she always wanted to do, be a performer. Um, so she loves the fact that I'm doing it. She thinks it's amazing that I'm now teaching it. So she biggest supporter they'd never say don't do it i mean obviously coming from an irish catholic background um you'd think they would be a bit more geez you can't be doing that but no they're open-minded and they just they follow what i want to do and they, if i'm happy and loving it they're happy um yeah brothers father doesn't really pay any attention to it really yeah. you know um would but you, i definitely would you invite your brother and your father to the show um, I if, mean, if you're going down to Assles, would you invite them? Probably not. Cause I don't, I'm not sure my dad or my brothers need to see my asses. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but I mean, it's open and it's like, I'm open to it if they want it. I'd be like, yeah, you know, why not? But yeah, mom and aunties have seen me do it when I was back at home. Um, so I've no, I've no qualms about it. And I'm always very open and even to the point where my job like my day job I'm open with them as well about it um you know we've had I've had students say I can't perform because of my job and I'm very mm. accepting of that too but for me it's this is a way of life and there should be nothing wrong with yeah. you know exploring who you are as your body and 
who you as are as a performer maybe I see nothing wrong with it but mm. people have different kind of ideas maybe I was talking to you before like you sent me a message saying that this is the first time that you've actually taken time off to sort of uh, yeah. where before you wouldn't do it but now for the bill I've never taken a day off <clears throat> for like Anything. something you know like for occasions like weddings and, and stuff like that but like I would have never like to be able to come to dress rehearsal or mm. I would take the day off or yeah I've never done that before yeah and so I because it does take like it does take a lot of headspace mm. and mm-hmm. it takes does a lot of your time of I mean effort yeah well we say and that's why I don't like using the word amateur for this because I mean, we're giving up a lot of our yeah. extra time. Like, basically, my our social life becomes burlesque. Mm. Because, but it's good to have a really strong community around us. But yeah. everything outside of what I do on my day job is eaten up by the silk room. Mm. And, you know, we're in the studio weekly. We're rehearsing. We're creating our own costumes. We're creating our own show. We're producing sellout shows. Mm. So why are you going to tell me that that's amateur? You yeah. know? You know, that's why I don't like using that word. It, it's passionate performers and, you know. Could you could you do it as a career? Like Everyone it, says this. Um, yeah, I think there's been pe- people that people do do it and it, this is their career and profession. Mm. And I think if I was, to, yeah, I mean, you could. It's a very difficult and hard industry. Yeah, it feels I like mean, you could. Absolutely. Like my background is uh, special effect makeup for film and tv and you know as a freelance i understand that type of work that Mm. freelance you could be working one week not for another three weeks the time you put in may not be worth the time so the finances yeah so i've had that background of kind of freelancing working for myself and it's a tough tough industry um yes i could but i mean there's no security there and i take my hats off to people that do do this this is a profession and it's People mm. do it for a living. We do it for the love of it and the passion. And I think um, that's where it's been hard, going back to the very beginning when you asked about COVID, mm. is that so many theatres yeah. and performance venues have all closed down. Yes. We were really, really lucky in Shanghai that um, I think we had a show in April last year, so capacity was really low, mm. but we were still able to perform. And yeah. throughout most of this COVID thing we've still been able to perform and it's we've played it by ear the pearl has still opened up but again private small capacity private shows for us and then as things have gotten better it was we can increase the people that come um but we've still been able to perform there are so many performers around the world that have had no income for a year because Mm. they haven't been able to perform Mm. because everything Mm. closes down and the arts are always the first thing to close. Yeah, and they say everywhere yeah, in the and world. They and in schools, they're like, oh no, we don't need the arts. Sport, exactly. Sport, sport. Yeah, no, it, and that's that's the real shame and the tragedy of all this. We are in a lucky position that this isn't our day job. This is our love, our yes. passion. Yeah. Well, my heart know, goes out to those that have this as their oh, full time yes. job. And arts should be that is a priority, you know. And it's yeah, schools are taking dance out of the curriculum. Yeah. They're taking the arts out of the curriculum the, fun, the first of funding out of school curriculums because well two of us are teachers um the first you two there we go yeah yeah um funding uh, you lose the funding for arts first mm, yes yeah, that's the thing and well you as a performer also understand that that 
that's what drives people. You need the music. You need the arts to pull you through these hard times. Mm -hmm. And when they keep taking that away and they're like, oh, no, arts are shit. That's just a waste of time. Here, here's some money for your sports. They need that. And I think as soon as everyone around the world realizes and people that do the funding are in charge of it anywhere realize the importance of the arts, they might start increasing that and then they won't stop closing or they'll start opening things. Mm. It's ridiculous. I remember going around to China. My first job was to teach at all different primary schools, not at the big big cities, Mm -hmm. at the small, poor villages. Just going around and and if anybody played the guitar or sung or uh, did art, just quietly, you keep going, don't listen to what anybody says, you keep playing, you keep singing and... Yeah, I mean, mean, one of the big things now that I think that uh, educators are starting to realise is the importance of mental health Mm. Um, and I think creativity, expression, Mm. anything within the arts is beneficial to mental health and I think hopefully schools will realise that society will realise that you take that away from people and mental health will deteriorate not just if you Mm. are a performer but you know performing arts has been my life like from even though it was gymnastics it was still performing Um, and performing and dancing and things like that and they're the things that get you through the hard times absolutely and yeah to take that out and to you also we use that for burlesque we use our feelings and what we're going through as an outlet and we use burlesque as an outlet to express how we're feeling um there are some people that will actually tell a full story through their performances Mm. and it could be their life story it could be something that has had one thing in their life and their performance is done told through that yeah that's told through their performance no i understand i understand t i wanted to get back to you how do you balance like a going to the silk room a full-time job how do you how do you balance it well i have my own fashion business so they just kind of blend in because nicely i mean yeah, right. blend in perfectly i've been like making costume for for a lot of the performers i've also been making costume for soloists and it actually helped me transform my business a little bit because i always want to switch from having like a ready-to-wear brand to making like couture or making like you know like bespoke pieces Mm. so it's been like a very healthy transformation like very helpful and i also learned a lot like besides just being a performer being someone who's learning how to act how to dance also someone learning how to handle different customer different needs Mm. i get the chance to work with different body types which normally i i even though i want to i don't really have the chance i don't have friends like this in my room yes don't get to meet you know and and in burlesque everybody have their own character have their own vision and they're very happy to share with me so it was it was great yeah it just all blends in together it's perfect absolutely and in terms of uh you know it's just like with all uh entertainment like it's all about the friends the friendship as well and look Mm. at you guys here like so tell us a little bit about that how long you've been friends for how long you know working together I went through this because <laughs> we were was, dating it back. I, she's like, "How long have we known?" We met first. Yes. Right. And this is Cara and Betty Snatch. I went through all my moments because I'm like, "No, I know the date. We've met. I have. You haven't been here that long." And I went through all my moments to try and find it, and I did. Now I've forgotten it. Um, but we met first during a workshop. Um, it was both. Four five years ago, yes. Basically, from the start, yeah, we've been together, and, and then 
We came on in the same course. Yeah. So that was after we had a show in January, our winter showcase, which was January 2020. 19. 2019. Yeah. Are, are, are you like socializing outside? Oh, yeah. yeah. So, the yeah, most important thing is like, yeah, absolutely. I yeah. mean, now anything that happens, probably the first people I go to to tell mm-hmm. is, okay, how do I get over this? I, this has happened, or I need someone to gossip with, or I need a glass of wine. These are the people I call. Yeah. Um, I may not always be 100% supportive. I might laugh <laughs> in a face. But <laughs> yeah, but I'm, I need that. <laughs> I'm I need waiting that. for you to, to get to laughing mode. Yeah, that, like that, this. Is, is that the Aussie coming head, out of absolutely. you with your laugh? I think so. I, no, I mean, I'm I Irish. Abuse, I can take I abuse first. I can take sarcasm and I can take, I can laugh at myself. But yeah, yeah these are the, these are family. Your burlesque yeah. community mm-hmm. becomes your family. And I think anywhere I've been, so the people I've met through burlesque in Ireland, in London, in Shanghai, yes. they're the people that I grow closest with and the people that I'll always maybe speak to. Yeah. Um, because it's a different level of, is it understanding? Is it, relatability is it just it's the same way oh sorry you I think like it's a bonding moment especially Mm -hmm. like when you're doing a show and you're all kind of like in the back and you see like no matter because like I always was so in awe for you and I was like oh my god sorry say it say it Betty Snatch thank you Um, get that in there so you see you see this amazing like super confident person and you're kind of like oh my god I want to be like that mm. um, and, um, but I also think you see the vulnerability in all of us and this is what yeah. you see behind the scenes yeah. when you're together you, had many you, like, you have moments where you know like I also had like a moment during one of the shows where you know like it all really went to shit right. um, and it's not a fun moment but yeah it's kind of like and you are vulnerable and sometimes you will cry sometimes you cry even before you go on yeah um i have moments where you know like also when you're working on something you have moments where you think like oh my god like what i have is amazing and then like let's say like a week later you think like oh my god what was i thinking what am i doing and then you know like you reach out to them and they will talk you through it it's Mm. like we lift each other up and it's like it's a sisterhood it's okay to sometimes but like, you can't be vulnerable with everyone it. and I think the people you it, meet in the yes. burlesque community you absolutely can um, there is a group that three of us within the silk room so we had the Thixie Chicks oh, yes. um, and that was myself Betty Snatch, Lucy Sky and Sunday Best and Cara probably hated us in the class because I didn't. I hate nobody. <laughs> Except us. Except no, If there was a joke to be made, we would have done it. We probably talked more than danced. And we got into a lot of trouble. And anything that Kara said, we're like, we would may have mimicked back with her Irish accent. Oh, yeah, Particularly like the mer. So, the, the mer. Do you know what I'm saying when I say mer? <laughs> you don't? Mer. We all dance in front of the mer. You look at the mer. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> I had a student that once said, you sound like a dying sheep. <laughs> For anyone out there, it's a Donegal accent. Sorry. So the Pixie Chicks, we, we also performed together. We did a couple of uh, routines together. And they've now since left. But we would go out and Cara as well. And we would. Oh, yeah. Tagging along with you. Cara would tag along with the Pixie Chicks. Uh, <laughs> out of but pity, was- they'd invite me. <laughs> 
four of us together, and it was because we were mucking it. We started because we were mucking around when you played the Pussycat song. Oh, the Pussycat song. <laughs> and so we're if like, every, oh. anyone doesn't know the Pussycat song, it is one of the on. best songs. Who sings it again? I can't remember, but I'm gonna look it up for you. Have you never heard of the Pussycat song? It is just I played it for people. They're like, "What the hell is that?" I'm like, "It is awesome." <laughs> and we did a routine to the Pussycat song. I think the closeness comes from how you can interact with each other. And for the Thixie Chicks, whenever we've performed, we've always been playing with each other on stage. Like, we feed off each other. And I think that's what happens. Well, Cara and I feed off each other a lot as well. And it's just how you talk. Um, I think Booby and I play a lot as well now as well. The it's... question was, though, friendship. Friendship, yes. Playing. <laughs> playing with each other. Not playing with each other. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, how friendly are you two kids? We're really friendly. Very close. <laughs> I told you I wanted her boobs. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like oh that. <laughs> no, our running team is you want my boobs and I want your legs. There you go. Done. <laughs> we did have a rehearsal where we ended up just sitting down talking for the entire time. We were, oh, well, actually, we were laying down on the floor in the dance room going, oh, we could do this, we could do that. And it was pretty much spent the entire time just laying down and we didn't. Cara as well because you're actually going to do any rehearsal like in the end like never we are we're (laughs) going through songs and watching videos and working out movements but we're just having fun and that's so yes moral of the story is yes we have a very (laughs) and we've all seen each other naked basically because when you're backstage and things are flying everywhere and you're like can you fan my boobs (laughs) yeah So, yeah, I mean, you're, you're going to be very close. <laughs> very close. So, yeah, yeah. we do socialise outside as well. David yeah. Allen Coe. David Allen Coe. Hot, wet, tight, bald pussy is what? the lyrics. And it's the Pussycat song. Did a performance to that? Uh, well, that, I thought that was a really well-known song on the burlesque scene, but maybe it was the Irish. Because We've when I got here, nobody had ever heard of the song. I've seen it in shows before. Where, where I've been to burlesque shows and it's it's just amazing it's, so but the Thixie Chicks did it and <laughs> you really need to redo that it's it's such a Thixie Chicks we had basically a pussycat routine and that was our our first routine as the Thixie Chicks um, and so we were also the Thixie Chicks because at that point we were three of the biggest curviest women at the school and yeah we did this we're like yeah Thixie Chicks, and that was where we were all about empowerment as well, because whatever, we can do what we want. But yeah, the Pussycat song is awesome, and I recommend everyone listen to it. Kitty cat sitting in the parking lot, sun's beating down and the pussy got hot, hot pussy. Just a friendly little cat. Meow. Mm-hmm. Hot pussy. Kitty cat climbed up on my front step. The rain was beating down and the pussy got wet, wet pussy. Just a barely little cat. Hot, wet pussy. The kitty cat got to my liquor last night. I drank all my whiskey and the pussy got tight, tight pussy. Just a barely little cat. Kitty cat climbed into my rocking chair, rocked so long that it lost its hair, bald pussy. Just a friendly little cat. Meow. 
Hot, wet, tight, bobbly. Hot, wet, tight, bobbly. Hot, wet, tight, bobbly. Oh, baby, that's what I like. One of the acts that I did, Feel I was I was looking for a song. I wanted to do like a transformation story. Where don't like, say the name of the song. Just explain what you were doing so first I would and see st- if you can come up with the song. I would start as a cleaning lady. It was kind of like <laughs> really, and, you and but I couldn't find the right song. And this I was, is this a queen song? No, it's not a queen say song. The clean, say yeah. the cleaning lady. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking for months to find like and like I was all over YouTube and I think like the best one I found was like don't make me do your dirty work from Steely Dan I think but it didn't really fit the storyline I was kind of like ah up until I went to this workshop uh, and we were talking about it, and she just yelled out, like, Sadie the Cleaning Lady. Like, what the hell? <laughs> like, Fonzie, who? <laughs> John Farnham, look at that. I mean, we, we, re- we make songs cool again, basically. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Cool. That was never cool. That should be us, like, the Silk Crew making wait, songs cool royalty. again. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah <laughs> making songs rain, cool rain, again. Yeah. Can you do that to yeah. you? On our t shirt, have the Silk Crew making songs yeah. cool again. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> So what, what would you say? What would you say to like an inspiring person that wants to do it? Just do it. Yeah, I also think probably listen to your gut because your gut's telling you you're gonna like this. You want to do it, mm. and it's not. It's really not that intimidating, and it's really not that scary. The minute you cross the door of the Silk Room Studio, where we students say, "Oh." immediately I'm at ease because it's just a group of people that are sharing their experience that are breaking down barriers that are kind of losing a little bit of their inhibitions feeling comfortable and confident in who they are and it's I think it's just go with your gut and, and just don't be, take yourself too seriously yeah that's, yeah. that's I think thing. that's also how we can feed off each other is that I take the piss out of it <laughs> yeah. so when they do come in there is an element of laughing with you yes <laughs> Um, and so we're every class is always laughing. There is always laughter, and everyone Absolutely. is having fun. So and you I mean, don't take yourself seriously. Yeah. No, and you see also like throughout the class, like there's like different relationships that kind of like grow um, of people. Like normally, you would never meet these people. Yeah, yes. that's um, the thing. And I think that is also one of the the beautiful things is that this is a place where like a lot of people come together that necessarily Wouldn't not really because yeah. um, as I said it's all know, walks of life all walks of life mm. because age never matters because you know when you know age doesn't matter skin colour doesn't matter yeah. orientation doesn't matter um, background doesn't matter mm. like nothing matters burlesque is what we all have in common and then we just become like connected in so much more deeper better ways you know so and yeah. especially when you're an expat as well, like Absolutely. you, you got to yeah. rely on that. You got to have a family. Yeah, you know. I think as an expat, everything is, um, it's so much bigger and so much stronger. Mm. Uh, a friendship that it feels like uh, we've known each other for years, yeah, forever. Um, when we've actually gone back and looked over the time, we're like, what? But it's just because it's what you have, and everything is so heightened here. But you also need something like that. You need a night that you need yes. that community. But you also said like, 
um, what would you say to someone thinking about doing mm. it? And I'd also say don't let anything hold you back. If it's age, if it's shape, whatever it is, it's not going to hold you back once you get into the studio. Mm-hmm. I mean, you say you're 46, but we've got women that have just joined that are in their 50s and 60s. That's great. You know? Um, burlesque artists that are 70s, eight, eight, in their 80s. It, it mm. doesn't matter. Like... Because you don't have, it's not about dropping down into splits and doing this choreograph. It's about telling your story on stage mm. and what you want to say. Mm. So don't let something hold you back, is no. probably what I'd say to you. That's really cool. Do you have anything to <laughs> add, add to, to that, to you? Yeah, no, it's, it's great. It's also never too late. Yeah. Sometimes I have girls, maybe even younger than me, saying, Is it too late now to join? I don't know what. No. No, <laughs> like look at us. Like, no, it's never too late. Yeah. I think that's where it's a lot of people think because you. with dancing, you've got. Oh no, you you can only you're only in your prime until you're twenty one. Yeah. Um, and with sports, uh, yeah. like, you can't do it as you as you're older. But yeah. this is something that burlesque absolutely everyone can do. The only thing reason why my mum's not doing it is because she can't stand properly. I'm like, well, that's fine. Get your walker. You can be up on there. <laughs> yeah, I love right, that. Mom, you can do it because. My boobs are sagged, they're down to my knees. I'm like, that's fine, we'll get you some good tassels and you just get them all going. <laughs> Anyone what the fans want, right? <laughs> Absolutely. It's what the people want. I look forward to the day when I can get on stage with my walker and my boobs to my knees <laughs> so I can try and do my tassels yeah. and have my whole boobs just going around in circles. Yeah. That's, that's my goal. going crazy. Probably seventy, but you also yeah, like on YouTube, like you have videos of of women who, are from back then, were burlesque performers, yeah. but they're still performing. Like, yeah. like, like Temptus Charm, right? Yeah. And I think there's like several that you can find. Yeah, burlesque Hall of Fame. And these ladies, they you know, like of course, like they don't look like a spring chicken anymore, <laughs> but um, they still have the it's moves. It's that passion. They still have the confidence. They still have that look in their face that but, you know, like. But burlesque, as I said, it's politics. It's feminism, and mm-hmm. why does feminism or politics stop at a certain age? It yep. doesn't, you know. Mm-hmm. It's satire. It's knowing your place and understanding your place in society and using your body to understand mm-hmm. it. So I say, don't take yourself seriously and just get up and bounce your boobies. That's yeah. right. And the uh, art, there's there's no age limit, even no. for like like music, and there's no age limit. Mm-hmm. Just get up and just do it. Yep. I think it's great. So I wanted to talk about um, your classes. Uh, when do you? How often do you have them? How long do they go for? Can you tell us a little bit about it? Um, yeah, so as we mentioned, it's semester run, and each semester we have, like, themes. So, for instance, this semester it's all movie tributes. And they're exclusive classes, so we run them for, like, a term, like a six-week course um, or a four-week course, and they're an hour and a half per week. So at the moment, I've got Google Burlesque, Beginners, Intermediate. I've got a Vintage Burlesque and I've got a Showgirl Feather Fan. They're four-week courses that you can sign up for. Um, they run on a Friday night and a Saturday night for one and a half hours. And um, Sunday coming up soon. And then we've, Ooh, got, we've, got, <laughs> and then we've got other workshops um, happening. So we're running like a Diva Through the Decades. So it's a nod to like more nouveau burlesque, nice. um, where we're gonna tribute to Madonna through the eighties, nineties, and noughties, and then Betty Snatch is running a Betty workshop, um, for four weeks. Yep, that's. I guess it's it's a nod to the suffragette movement, yeah. and 
women empowerment. Yeah. Yeah, and with our classes, it's like we like to keep it to a minimum of ten normally because it's all about that intimate Intimacy. space and that one-on-one sort of teacher-student and like little community learning off each other. So we don't tend to do drop-in classes. It's more sign up for the course because you, you want to be dedicated and you want to like and share that form. And then, of course, there's always an opportunity when you sign up to perform in our student showcases. Um, and we also, we've just started up a burlexercise Come on. class, which is a weekly drop-in. And that's like, because we were all talking about we'd like to do it regularly. Like It's almost like a, a fitness kind of class where we combine burlesque style movements into an exercise class. And then we do a burly flex 30 minutes at the end where we want to be flexible. Cool. It's really cool. But again, with burlesque exercise, it's taken off and we've people... That has come out of nowhere. I know. Yeah. Bam. Yeah. And like, we've got women of all ages again, like 60 year olds coming and saying, I hated the gym and this has just been amazing. And Actually, two of my students last week said that they travel for two hours mm. to get here. They they actually work and live just outside of Shanghai. Mm. And they say on a Wednesday or Thursday when we do burlesque exercise, we make that commute because wow. it's so important. So the they, awesome thing about the yeah. burlesque exercise as well is that it gives people taste of, of burlesque without any kind of commitment, um, commitment to their class, to the full-time classes and to performing. This is just a, this one is a drop-in and you can taste it and know that you're not going to be performing from it. Yeah. And it's it's. But I also saw like people that did the burlesque, burlesque, or, oh, burlesque exercise. Burlesque exercise. Yeah, so it's it's kind of they feed it because yeah. also I think what's really important is people, students or people coming to meet myself or Betty and seeing us and you know you don't always like teachers so it's about yeah. you know you want to see if you like that style if you're comfortable with that teacher and fortunately most people are and that you know they come back and, and they're okay with cameras in their faces because i tend to run around the classes with my yeah. phone and just right. like freeze and take a photo <laughs> good 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 yeah and i think it's it's really it's really um adaptable if that's the right word burl exercise for your own fitness needs um you don't have to be a dancer you don't have to be able to do the splits so it's for everyone um, and you get a workout to yeah. meet your needs. Mm. So yeah, I'm loving it. I, it gives me an excuse to exercise too each week. Mm. So yeah. Let's get close to wrapping it up. One story from each of you just that, that stood out being a part of the, the, silk, room? the silk Room. Yeah. The diamond one. And mm. so we had one guy in, oh, yeah, yeah. in the group. Mm. Um, and so like we do the course like it was like probably a six weeks course showgirl course yeah. Yeah. and in the end like we all had to get up on stage and he really wanted to do the show but in the beginning he kept talking about like oh you know like he wanted to wear like um, a tux mm-hmm. uh, to be mm-hmm. on stage uh, but finally he went for the putting same costume on, as we had yeah mm. he wore the same costume yeah. as we did drag though yeah. and it was his first drag it was his first time in drag and like mm. all the girls rallied around him like helping him with his makeup and mm. later on like the day after the show he he wrote this incredible story about like how empowering this had been 
for him. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, That's great. And can we that have, really... Do we have that story? That t- depends if that Definitely. Chat. It touched me so yeah. deeply. Like, I, I, when I read that message, I cried. Yep. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So it's changing lives. Yeah. Also, And I remember, I think, like, making his costume and when we were trying it, he was saying, I've never been in the course. I've never tried to have pieces, yeah. the wig and everything. And it feels amazing, like wow. to be able to be like a part of helping him, yeah. you know, like, to visualize his dream and to try. Yeah, and because we didn't so. even realize, but yeah, mm. the fact that you were part of that and that mm. for him that was so special. Yeah, yeah. that touched me. There yeah. was another one for me was the curvy girl routine. Oh yeah, so badass boobettes. The bad now Betty Snatch and the badass boobettes. Come on. And there were a group of girls that we all danced together, a group of women. And obviously by the sound, like it was a, from a curvy girl workshop. And it was from Bad Ambassador. Yes. Um, so we teamed up with... Um, and so we did a routine and we had uh, tassly bras and tassly underwear. So all of us had stomach showing. Um, but it was... Everyone was comfortable to, to be on stage and we danced. We had our feather boas. We took off gloves. We did everything. And... Again, my mum was in the audience and she said that was one of her favourite routines because it was also larger women of all ages um, dancing on stage and she said that everyone just looked like they had a ball and it was, for her, it was really empowering and she was yeah. with a group of women as well and that was their one of their favourite routines because of size and age and shapes that were all dancing together up there and not caring. Like, everyone just let go and it was an awesome feeling an awesome response as well yes mm. yeah and i think one of the things that stick out for me is our during covid the speakeasy where we decided we'd do a chicago tribute oh, right. so the silk room does chicago and it's a tribute show and we did a speakeasy night with the pearl because you know nobody knew when we could get back in you know the pearl wasn't open to full capacity so we did like a tribute chicago show mm-hmm one of the first times we did a tribute show and so we cool. did it for free because we were like yeah we we get that was the one that was in april yeah perform. in april and we also that we wanted the people to return people to, to return to the pearl yes. so to kind of help the community and the arts in that way i thought that was quite important and now the chicago show we're mm. gonna do it again in may so that's really yeah. cool hmm. i want to go yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> come along all right you, you gotta <laughs> and uh, any stories from you tia the yeah the, the the showgirl one really did yeah i think yeah that that was kind of like for me the peak of costume making where i made 12 15 yeah, yeah 12 costume wow. like 12 sets and because we were limited in budgets most of the time i was trying to like find yeah second how time consuming is it like how much effort do you have to put in i slept three hours only for more than two weeks like just every day and i was alone in the maker space like you know like doing everything and but it was really worth it yes you never get this kind of opportunity to do it you know for something behind the scenes people don't know how much yes yeah Yeah. but i also want to mention Tia's routines as well because I think it's very important with our roots being in China um, mm. you know Tia is one of the major um, artists that are sort of representing this culture um, mm. Chinese culture and I love her solo routines really much uh, it's very important I think um, 
to have a nod to where we have originated in China, mm-hmm. and I think your yeah. solo pieces are amazing. Because, nice. <laughs> you know, Shanghai is, we when you mentioned, like, oh, is there many burlesque outlets or cabaret in Shanghai? And we said, no, not right now. But Shanghai was like a hub. Like, in the 1930s, mm. there was, like, like yeah. 175 maybe yeah, right. cabaret bars wow. and over 5,000. Yeah. I just did this because I had to do some research and project. And Kobe Yi. Kobe yeah. Yi was Kobe one of the amazing. big burlesque Yeah, performers. and you have things like, you'd also like the Paramount Peaches in the Paramount in the 1930s, a chorus girl line. So, like, there's this rich and steep history of mm. cabaret in Shanghai and China. Mm you know when they're you know so i think like that's a very important side of the silk room too to keep that the roots keep and keep alive. that attachment yeah. to this mm-hmm. the culture that we want to also yeah. it's amazing to get like the space or like the opportunity or, like to be allowed to do this and to to merge the cultures together and every time when i when i voice out the idea everybody's always very supportive mm-hmm. you know yes. they encourage it and i also learn a lot about my own roots as i go because you don't learn much that much in in your history class when you're young so <laughs> <About cabaret>. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't, yes. come on you don't learn anything but okay let's turn to 25 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> did you know though i found out remember we found out that the nickname for shanghai in the 1930s was never night city mm. so that was one of the things when we, were we wanted to do a theme show to that mm. when we were coming up with the name for the silk room we went through we're trying to <laughs> pay homage to where we're from to where it all started and mm. um, we just went through so many different names we're like nope nope that doesn't sound right there was a lot of jade there was a um yeah, yeah. Pearls, pearls jade mm. um emerald lotus all of these sort of mm. traditional things that you would think of dragon all came up mm. within the name and then we'd like nope this doesn't sound right this doesn't sound right mm. and then it came with the silk room because of the silk road yeah yeah but also the silk the material Um, and one Mm. of our favorite props the silk fans so Mm. it's definitely it's very important to pay homage to like shanghai and the amazing city and the amazing opportunity that shanghai presents to us you know so truly is an amazing there there might be times when we don't necessarily like living here but it truly is an amazing place when you come down to it a never night city in the 30s it meant like just sleepless city Right. Because of mm. this kind of, you know, entertainment and mm. stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, there you go. History yeah. lesson on the show. Well, right, there you yeah. go. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do some promotion. Yes. Where can we find the Silk Room websites? WeChat. We, we're very, um, we're very small. Low key. We're low key because we're like non-profit. We do this for love. So it's like um, WeChat. It's word of mouth. We've got an Instagram page, the Silk Room. Mm. Um, you can find us, you can type in the Silk Room on WeChat, Silk Room, to find out our next workshops, classes. Also come to our shows in the yes. Pearl. We've got Chicago mm-hmm. Tribute coming Lots up in May. May 7th and 8th. And then we've got our big movie theme showcase in June 20th in the mm-hmm. Pearl. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But our showcases, um, again, you need to follow us on Instagram and WeChat. Because and they're private events. So all you done can... privately, not through the Pearl. So yeah. you won't find um, advertisement for it through the Pearl. Cause, so you get it off us. So join us on WeChat or Instagram and you can... At the Silk Room. At the Silk Room. The Silk Room. Mm-hmm. And School also, of and we all have our own Instagrams and WeChats as well. So follow us. So yes. Betty Snatch on WeChat and on Instagram. Booby Bon Bon. Also on Instagram. Yeah, me too. Tia the Inferior on Instagram. And you can find Lucy and Abitions or Mama Tequila on Instagram. <laughs> the Fixer Chicks are also there. 
right. Great. Yes. All right. Thank so you. my last thing that I do is uh, I just ask uh, you, you, uh, your top two or three favorite movies. Top two favorite. The first one uh, I'm going to ask is who is your favorite musician slash artist? All right, let, let's let's go backwards this time. Oh, Tia. I need some time. <laughs> <laughs> because I have to be put on the spot, I'm going to say The Wiggles. Ooh. <laughs> Who the hell are The Wiggles? <laughs> You're a kid's Wake up, Jeff. <laughs> Everybody's wiggling. Um, Caroline O'Connor. She's a musical theatre person. That's all I, right. I've no. never been mainstream. I'm the youngest of three children. I had to grow up listening to my family's music and then childcare, I listened to children's <laughs> music. <laughs> right. I don't know nice. what's current. Suby, <laughs> <laughs> do you have a favourite band or artist? Prince. Ooh. Yeah. Nice. Forever, ever, ever. I'm probably going to cheat. I'm going to say, like, maybe Edda James you know going back to that kind of style of music but also I'm going to wrap it for the Irish and I'm going to say Imelda May Imelda mm. uh, May some of her music I use in class to love her um, kind of rockabilly style put some yeah. good bands in uh, oh and Queen oh. and Abba Sorry. amazing <laughs> bands in Ireland yeah. mm. Cranberries Cranberries of course favourite as well yeah mm. Tia Way, I've, I've always have a problem of choosing but if I have to pick someone from Hong Kong there's a yeah. group called Twins and they sing cheesy love songs but <laughs> I used to get really inspired by they were like just two girls like you know like singing love songs but it always has like a different costume different looks they always like matching yeah. the way they perform is like you know yeah back then when I was a kid like I really loved them and I think they inspired my passion for making costumes do you love mm. them now because i find that what you're obsessed with as a child my daughter is absolutely obsessed with blackpink i've got no idea. i've never listened to them but what i listened to when i was younger i'm the hell okay new kids on the block yeah i totally listen to them Come again on. i still yeah. do yeah. christmas time i've got their christmas album let's bring back the 80s absolutely mm. well we are bringing back the 80s we're doing a madonna tribute oh for so anything for that's the 80s, 80s, 80s 90s 90s Movies. Go. <laughs> Singing in the Rain, Grease, Annie, The Sound of Music, and Mary Poppins. Oh. So basically that, that genre. <laughs> Musicals. Yes. <laughs> okay, like everybody's going to laugh at me, but mine is Top Gun. Nice. <laughs> Why don't you do a routine to this Classic. Um, but if I need to take something a little bit more mature, I would say Hero, which is a Chinese classic. Mm. Um, it's beautiful. It's a very beautiful cinematographic movie mm-hmm. with lots of colors and details and costumes and it's just awesome. I mean, childhood classic for me was Beetlejuice. Oh, yes. <laughs> but I've 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 I like yeah. horror because I was born in Halloween, mm-hmm. so but Beetlejuice and the music and I feel like I want to I should have done a tribute to Beetlejuice 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 yeah Beetlejuice and then the genre of yeah I love horror but I also love musical I mean Chicago obviously of course um yeah I could list everything but I'll stick with Beetlejuice as a classic childhood that's a good one yeah um Memoir of the Geisha yeah 
It's always about costume and cheesy love yeah. stories. That's a great movie. <laughs> yeah, that's actually a good movie. Yeah. It was in Japan. I went to Kyoto. Oh, was it Kyoto? Yeah. Kyoto and the, yeah. the, the orange. Yeah. yeah it's beautiful. Yeah. Mm. Being geisha has been a dream, but, you know, that, yeah. I'm a bit too late for it. <laughs> I actually got nervous when I saw one. Do I say something to him or do I, yeah. what, what do I do? So, There's a lot of. But take mm, a, I had to take a photo of her. Or, uh, anyway, she mm. was just the little slippers and the, yeah, oh, so cool. Just so beautiful. <laughs> uh, last one. Uh, who is your greatest inspiration slash hero? Okay. And why? Uh, I'll go first, and I think because it's on the top of mind. Mm-hmm. When we talk about inspiration, I think one of I'll talk about burlesque inspirations. Purely because Mama Tequila and my costume mm. is Carmen Miranda. Mm. Just because mm. of her. I mean, everything about her persona, her songs, her acting, her costumes, mm. her headpieces. She's iconic, so inspiring. Carmen Miranda. Awesome. I think my inspiration is at the moment, I think, for my character is Mae West. Mm. Um, she's mature she's naughty um she's over the top super uh confident and she has the best one-liners it's like give us one <laughs> <laughs> when i'm good i'm oh, good yeah, yeah, yeah. but when i'm bad i'm better yeah. ah, <laughs> that's like no it. baby <laughs> yeah. mine seem too cliche it's my mum and my children um my mum because there, she's had there's so many things that have happened and she still keeps fighting on um, and she's never taken herself too seriously and I think there are moments where I do take myself seriously and then I've got to remember my mum and she's not dead by the way <laughs> <laughs> she's still she's in Australia she's fine she's um, going to be in the tussles isn't yeah it? she is <laughs> <laughs> um, but she just keeps going on and we, I generally don't take myself seriously. I have fun, try and make fun out of everything. Mm-hmm. And my daughter and my, oh, and my sons and my children, but mainly for my daughter because I want her to see that no matter what I do, things can be hard, but you still keep going. And it doesn't mm-hmm. matter what shape you are, you can still do that. You can do whatever you want. Don't let your body define you. Yes. Um, that's through everything with life through sport through dance through burlesque through everything to not let your body define you and she can do whatever the hell that she wants when she's older so if i keep showing that then that will help her and the next generation but also it's not easy so she's got to see how hard i have to work you've got to see the knockdowns and to keep getting back up again which is what i've got from my mum. so yeah that's great answer Mm. Um, Last one. <laughs> I think Marilyn Monroe, but not just of her beauty, but the way that she she deal with her own like mental illness, like her own struggle. Where and she's also like her her work ethics was really strong. So there were a lot of things that I, I learned from her. Like I take inspiration from her, but more in like the inside of it instead of the outside of it. And her story, like the book, was always with me since I was a child. Yeah, mm. somehow she she sticks. Yeah, there's some a lot of good documentaries on her. Yeah. Very, very interesting life. Yeah. Alright, ladies, thank you very much for your time. Thank you. Thank you. It's thank been you. fun. Movie, 
Betsy, Mama Tequila, Tia, <laughs> thank you very much. Thank, thank you. you. Make sure you get to their shows if you're in Shanghai uh, in May and in June. 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 Yes. And uh, support. Support the arts. Support All the your arts. local arts anywhere. Support it. Yes. Absolutely. And, and if you uh, are wanting try to, a class. <laughs> you want to try. If you're on. in Shanghai, come see us and try a class. If you're anywhere else in the world, go try a burlesque class. Go try a burlesque class. Yeah. Support mm-hmm. your local burlesque artists. You get the videos on Instagram. And yeah, Facebook? we do. Yep. Yeah. Awesome. Not Facebook. Yeah. Instagram. 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 Yeah. Okay. No. Okay. And never forget, all bodies are burlesque bodies. Yes. yes. Thanks, baby. <laughs> That's a great way. To end. Yes. All right. Thank, Thank you. you, ladies. Thank you. Cheers. Thank you. Bye. Hi. I'm Nigel the Shanghai Psychic. I can tune into your loved ones in the spirit world. But I can also tune into you. Tell you about your path. And the choices that you need to make and need to know. I'm currently giving 30% discount on all Tell Craig Your Story listeners. Just use the code Tell Craig Your Story for 30% off your first psychic reading with me. Online at Nigel the Shanghai Psychic.